0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. James Tavernier pays tribute to Lee Wallace after a rare Ibrox appearance. John Hartson's calling on the Celtic board to announce the next manager as soon as possible. And the stars of tomorrow go head-to-head again, this time in the Glasgow Cup final. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. Yeah, another strange week in Scottish football, Gordon. Celtic one point away from the title, but still don't have a permanent manager. Ibrox Roses won to acclaim Lee Wallace on Sunday afternoon. They might never play for the team again. And Paul Heckingbottom is sweating on an SFA rap after his post-match comments in the derby against Hearts. And all the callers better be nice tonight and I'll be passing the numbers on to Mr Heckingbottom. Yeah, and looking forward to this weekend coming up, Gordon. A lot of big, big games. Um, going to Pataudry to watch uh, Aberdeen Celtic. Although they'll only need a point to clinch the, the title and I'm sure it'll be plenty of celebrations if they do that um, then you've got down the bottom with St Mirren and obviously Hamilton for a playoff place Dundee you can surely they're gone and it's been a poor season for them but um, still a lot of football still to be played yeah team prizes a couple of weeks away individual prizes as well the player of the year shortlist will be announced by the PFA Scotland tomorrow uh, the number you need tonight is 01419511025 and on Twitter we are at Clyde SSB let's Crack right on Shall we um, And hear from James Tavernier He says he got chills At the reception Lee Wallace received When he came on Against Aberdeen on Sunday The current Rangers captain Says the ex-captain Has been a great servant To the club And that he still Looks up to him Yeah you know He's been a terrific servant For the club You know I was absolutely Over the over the moon Seeing him come on the pitch You know Give me chills When his name got announced And the crowd Given you know The reception That he That you know He, he deserves So it was Fantastic to see him on the pitch, and obviously, like the good old days, of being on the right, and him on the left. So, you know, it was, it was terrific to see. He's been a loyal servant of the club. You know, his his pictures on the billboard behind the stadium. You know, he's been he was a terrific captain, especially for me. You know, um, you know, I really enjoyed playing with him since I first came. He was a, a great leader. Still look up to him. You know, his his application every day. You know, he's never slacked. He's always been a top professional. And you know, it's. He should always be remembered as a, a a very a very great servant for the club. He's he's been great, you know. Even when you know it's it was obviously a hard one to take, especially at the beginning of the season, because he's always been my captain since I first came. He's always guided us in in the right direction. So you know he's 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 always been supportive ever since. You know uh, the gaffer gave me the captaincy. You know that just shows how great of a person he actually is. So you know our relationship's fantastic. So it's been terrific with me and him. Simple question for you on the phones then Is that a send-off for Lee Wallace Or is there any chance he could secure some sort of future at the club You tell us 0141 951 1025 uh, Roger Hanna, Stephen Gerrard saying at the weekend It wasn't a decision based on sentiment He says it was per- performance based um, Does that mean there's any future for Lee Wallace? No um, I know what the manager said at the weekend I just got the impression Lee Wallace was given a nice finale at Ibrox. Um, no guarantees he'll play this weekend against Hibs. Certainly no guarantees he'll play the following weekend against Celtic. I think at 2-0 up, it was a nice opportunity to get him out onto the pitch for one last time. Um, there will be a day, and it might be sometime into the future, Gordon, when the truth of the Lee Wallace saga eventually comes out. 
Um, Lee Wallace as you saw at the weekend Is beloved by the Rangers supporters um, If you listen to James Tavernier there He's beloved by his teammates But clearly there are people at the football club Who don't hold Lee Wallace in such high esteem After the allegations surrounding the, the cup semi-final With Kenny Miller, Graham Murty All the people in the dressing room um, There is still great mystery Surrounding what happened then What didn't happen then um, Eventually Somebody Lee Wallace and Kenny Miller and Graham Murty will all tell their stories and I think it will fascinate Rangers fans. I think it's nice the fact that he's had the opportunity, Gordon, to say his goodbyes. I don't think that Lee Wallace is going to be there next year. I don't know, like Roger, the truth will come out eventually. Uh, just looking on a football sense, I think he's been hard done to because I think uh, you know, for the last couple of years, I don't understand why... He wasn't picked to play in the team, especially when you had guys in there. No disrespect, Andy Halliday, for instance, who's not an actual left-back. You've got a guy who's played left-back all his career, was a captain of Rangers as well. So there's a lot of uh, things still to come out with Lee Wallace, but I'm delighted the Rangers manager did give him that opportunity to just say probably a last farewell. Any chance based on the fact that Borna Barisic has perhaps been... I don't know what the right word is he? I don't think you can be too critical Maybe Maybe the jury's still out a bit On Borna Barisic I think that's fair isn't it Whether that's because of injuries or not But I don't think everyone is completely convinced Might it be something worth Examining Even though you're saying You don't think Rangers would Should they? Well I get the impression The manager does not like Borna Barisic's attitude Gordon um, He's hinted it And he's more or less said it um, Eros Gresda Goes into the same category And I think This summer is going to be a very big summer for the likes of Barisic and Gresda and Kyle Lafferty and fringe players because they become fringe players under Steven Gerrard for a reason. The manager doesn't think they're good enough to be anything more than fringe players. So Barisic's future, for me, hangs in the balance. Lee Wallace's future, it'll be somewhere away from Rangers. There's no doubt about that. Daz is right. Andy Halland is not a left-back. I think John Flanagan is probably going through his best spell as a Rangers player these last four games. He's probably more of a right back So don't be surprised If Rangers look to strengthen that left back I, position I know where you're In the co- summer if Barisic doesn't pull his socks up Yeah I know where you're coming from Gordon Because I think that if you look at Who they've got at left back just now I think Lee Wallace is the best player I think he's the best player at left back I think he's a natural left back I think he's got great ability to go up and down the field uh, you heard Tavernier talking about how good a pro he is And I've heard that from other people as well I just uh, I, I just think that uh, looking at everybody available Lee Wallace would have been mm. the best option at Sh- Surely there's me. more to it than meets the eye, Gordon That's yeah, why I'm so. saying that eventually one day the truth will come out about this uh, There's a fair bit to get through tonight Later on we're going to hear from John Hartson He has his explanation for Celtic's drop in performance levels He also... Has some strong views on when the managerial appointment should be made. Let's get to the phones just now though. 01419511025 at Clyde SSB on Twitter. First up is Andrew in Cumbernauld. Hi Andrew. Hi, your panel. How's things? Good, Hi, thank Andrew. you, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. What do you make of this Lee Wallace business then? Uh, I'm, I'm disappointed to see him go, but uh, unfortunately, I do think that um, on Sunday that was his goodbye to the Ibrox fans. And I do think he should still be staying at Ibrox and playing because I think he is the best left-back we've got at the moment. But um, it just goes to show that the game in question at Hamden, um, it just goes to show the passion he's got for the club. Um, and it is, I think it's a sad day 
when he leaves Rangers because he stood by Rangers through thick and thin from the, the lower divisions right the way through. And I think he was a great captain and I think he will be missed. Mm. I mean, that, that was pre-Steven Gerrard, Roger. And again, cards on the table. A lot of this, you're, you're second guessing yeah. because you were not there and you don't know specifically. So, so we admit that. But that was pre-Steven Gerrard. Is, is there, if he wanted to, could Steven Gerrard go into whoever makes these decisions and say, look, I really don't think we can afford to let this player go. I really think we should keep him. He's, he's gone. There is no Rangers future for Lee yeah. Wallace. Let, let's park that just now. He is gone. The next big thing for Lee Wallace is where does he go next? Um, we haven't seen enough of Lee Wallace in the last year or two to know what level he could play at. Could he go to Hearts and be outstanding? Could he go to a Motherwell, a St. Johnson? Could he, could he go above that? Could he go to an Aberdeen and play really well? And show the type of form that you know some Rangers fans think he was capable of this season, or at thirty whatever. You know, are his best days behind them? We we don't know. I'll be fascinated to see what level Lee Wallace gets a club at and how he performs next season. Because on the on the rare evidence we've had in the last while, it still looks to me as if he's capable of playing. Yeah, I think uh, I think he'll have a lot of options, Roger, because. As I said there, and you listen to Tavernier talk about how good a professional he is, he obviously looks after himself, Gordon. So there's a lot of football still left in Lee Wallace. And I'm sure the likes of the, the Motherwells, the Hearts, and teams like that, will certainly, he'll be on their radar because for an experienced guy, you can't buy that. Good professional, knows the Scottish game inside out. I think for, for a free transfer, I think he'd be a very, very good addition to your squad. Andrew? Can I come back in? I just want to say, um, I think he could still play in the Premiership, um, even with Aberdeen. Um, although I don't think I'd like to see him going to Aberdeen, I think I'd like to see him going back to Hearts. Um, and I just wish the guy all the best for his future, because I said he's been a great servant for the club, and it will be a sad day, and I'm sorry to see him going. And it was good to see him coming on Sunday for the last couple of minutes. He get the biggest applause of the day, really, on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, Roger, is is that the sort of level people will be looking at? It's not for us to arrange a move anywhere, but you know, Aberdeen, Max Lowe occupying that slot at the moment. Is is that the type of fit you can see? Hearts is there because of the history that he has uh, with the club. Yeah, well, I honestly don't know. I mean, could Lee Wallace go down to English Championship, English League One, which maybe pays more than a lot of the Scottish Premiership teams would play? Got a couple of years down there, I don't know. As Daz says, he won't be short of offers. That's a guarantee. Um, and the Rangers supporters have seen him off the premises with the kind of ovation that they feel he deserves after his loyalty to the mm-hmm. club. You need to remember that he could have gone many, many years ago when Rangers went down to the fourth tier. Um, he chose, along with Lee McCulloch, to stick with the club, and you can see from the ovation when he came on late on in the Aberdeen game that that hasn't been forgotten by the Rangers supporters. I get the impression he'll always be welcomed, by the Rangers supporters What we don't know is Whether they'll always be Welcome back with the Rangers hierarchy The only thing I will say Roger Where I don't agree With Lee Wallace I think that He knew the right was on the wall A long time ago After the, 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 the semi-final game He should have been Trying to get himself Out there Gordon Maybe he was uh, I think that Lee Wallace If he wanted to get out To Ibrox mm. He'd have probably gotten out But I just think He's missed a lot of football But he's a Terrific professional and he's a good player And he will get offers Andrew I think everyone accepts It's a big summer Whatever way you look at it Because Rangers are going to try And strengthen Maybe there are players Like Lee Wallace And others who they want to Offload I was interested to see Quotes from Greg Doherty today Aiming to get back to Rangers And be a success 
Um, I noticed a story in the newspaper by Roger Hanna, no less, suggesting that Hibbs could be interested. Does he have an immediate future for you, Andrew? I think he's got a good future at Ibrox, and I'd be disappointed if the club get rid of him. Um, they've put him out on loan, and he's done well when he's been out on loan. Um, and I think he could come back and uh, be on the fringe at Ibrox. Maybe not making the first team every week, but he would definitely make the fringe, and he'd be a player worth keeping for the future. Um, I do think the guy's got good potential. And um, again, I wouldn't like to see him leaving the club. He's been out, and as I said, he's been out loan this season, and he's been playing well. So it'd be good to have him back. He's had the experience now. Um, there might be one or two players. There might be one or two players ahead of him, but I think he'd be a good squad player and one for the future. I actually don't disagree with any of that, Andrew. Um, he's gone down to Shrewsbury Town. He's done very well this season. I think when he plays at the weekend, it's going to be his fiftieth game of the season. It's the most he's ever played in a campaign. So he'll have come up back up the road in the summer. He'll be more experienced. Um, he'll be more physically ready For the rigours of a full season with Rangers um, The one thing you, you would worry about If you were Greg is The number of midfielders Who have been brought to the club Since he signed 16 mm. months ago um, The entire midfield that played at the weekend Davis, Arfield, Jack, Kamara Have all come in since Greg Doherty Came into the club Every summer Clubs sign midfielders The Rangers will sign A midfielder or two again in the summer Andy Halliday's still there So if Greg does come back I think he probably knows this himself He'll need to really, really operate well in the summer To convince Stephen Gerrard That he does have a future at the club But I bet like Lee Wallace Certainly not short of suitors I think Shrewsbury would like to keep him I think there's other English clubs who would be keen And Hibs have been down mm. looking at him Just making sure Hibs Rangers will sell players to Hibs After the whole Scott Allen affair There's I, I, I don't think there's <laughs> any doubt about it I'm just winding you up 01419511025 Montana on Twitter Lee Wallace treated appallingly by Rangers Shameful whatever did uh, He did not deserve being an outcast um, But then on the other hand Where was the one? Agent Orange I like Lee Wallace But Gordon saying he's better than a Croatian international Who's suffered from injury during his debut season His nose is getting bigger I don't think so I don't think that's possible In defence of Daz Take away the fact that he's a Croatian international is neither here nor there. Lee Wallace's performances at his peak for Rangers were better than Borna Barisic's performances at his peak for Rangers. So far, now, Borna Barisic could have two hundred caps for Croatia, could have won four World Cups. We can only judge him on his performances for Rangers, and they haven't been good enough. Chris is in Dumbarton. Hi, Chris. Hi, Val. Um yeah, what was going to talk about tonight was the widely reported signing of uh, Greg Stewart to, to Rangers mm-hmm. um, in, in the summer pre-contract. Um, I was on a social media site today and I've seen some people saying apparently he's agreed um, personal terms. I don't know if the, the panel are able to shed any further light whether that's true or not. Um, but my point on it is, and what, why I'm calling tonight, is that I was quite surprised um, at the reaction of a number of Rangers fans to it. Um, all Rangers fans are saying uh, Greg Stewart's not good enough. Uh, we need to be aiming higher. This isn't the kind of player that's going to, you know, win us the league again. Um, but for me, that's really baffling because I think that Greg Stewart is a, a completely risk-free player. Um, if things don't work out for him, you're going to be able to move him on probably for a bit of a profit. Um, you'll have to look back to Stephen Gerrard's interview last week when he was talking about signings in the summer, uh, and he's saying he can't talk about the the big targets he's looking to get until the the window opens. And ultimately, and probably the biggest point on it is that the reality is Rangers won't have a starting eleven full of superstars anymore. 
um, we'll have a couple in there and we're going to have to fill them with mm. good players to surround them and for me Greg Stewart more than meets the definition of a good well, player Chris I, I'm sorry I disagree with that I agree with most of the Rangers supporters if you're going to mount a challenge to Celtic next year no disrespect because he's a good player I think you need better quality, Gordon. Does it not depend on if you're signing the Kilmarnock Greg Stewart or the Aberdeen Greg Stewart? Yeah, that's that's a that's a fair point. Uh, but I just think that you need better. Um, I, th- I think Greg Stewart at Kilmarnock was terrific. Up at Aberdeen, it's, he's not been, uh, you know, the same player. And you come to Rangers, a massive club who really have to put the pressure on Celtic next year. And you look across the city at Celtic with the squad that they've got, what they're going to add, probably better quality again. I just think you need better than a Greg Stewart to, to mount a challenge. You want to defend that, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that Greg Stewart's going to be the, the marquee signing, um, as is often banded about. And I think Gerard alluded to that. We'll be looking to get bigger targets. But I think when you're looking at the squad, as I said, you're not going to have, days gone by, we'd have a a full bench and a full squad full of superstars it's not going to be that anymore yeah we need better quality than Greg Stewart as your, your top signings but he's certainly a guy that can do a job and we, we don't really know if he's going to set the world on fire or not you know yeah he had a great time at um, Kilmarnock not so much a good spell at Aberdeen by all accounts he didn't enjoy his spell up there first time and I don't know if he was over the moon about going back second time round so maybe a bit hard to judge on that second spell at Aberdeen but as I said, I think he's, he's a risk-free signing that if it doesn't work out, you'll probably still be able to sell him on for a small profit. I, I think the point you make, Gordon, is, is the perfect winner. Are you signing the Greg Stewart who shone at Kilmarnock and before that at Dundee? Or are you signing the Greg Stewart who flopped at Birmingham and hasn't really shone in two spells at Aberdeen? Um, I like the lad. I think he's good. And I do think Rangers have been light of strikers this season. You know, you think back to the League Cup semi-final, Umar Sadiq up front. Because everyone else was out So I think maybe Stephen Gerrard's thinking That he's going to need You know A fourth or a fifth striker next season For a lot of this season It was only Morelos Who's been suspended quite a bit You might have heard um, Defoe latterly Lafferty in the first half of the season But Lafferty's future Has to be under threat as well He hasn't even been making squads of late So you can see why Greg Stewart signed And when you sign players like Greg Stewart Gordon That's what tell you this All you can do is give them the opportunity mm. If they don't seize the opportunity Then that's up to them Maybe they'll take it Look at you know guys like Nacho Novo Signed from Dundee Not really in a, a huge blaze of publicity Went on to score an awful lot of important goals for Rangers Thanks to Chris in Dumbarton It's 0141-951-1025 If you want to join him Davies on Twitter He seems pleased about Greg Doherty Probably returning Calling him a superb Player. We're going to hear from John Hartson next He's having his say on Celtic's performance levels And the managerial situation That's after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here So get your calls in or send us a tweet At Clyde SSB That's what Stuart Payton has done He says people saying Greg Stewart wouldn't be good enough for Rangers Before he's even had a chance Some said the same about Kamara for 50 grand from Dundee And he has been fantastic It's 0141-951-1025 on the phones Let's move on a bit and hear from John Hartson. He says Celtic's drop in performance level is because of the pressure of chasing a treble treble. He says even under Brendan Rodgers, they weren't hitting top form, but now it's just important to get over the line and lift those trophies. We're on the verge of history, you know, and I think a bit of nerves can creep in. That 
desperation to, to get over the line. Sometimes you can just get little bits uh, of thoughts creep in and you think, well, the job is done and here we go again. And, you know, the Rangers result, the win against Aberdeen on, on the weekend there, delayed the inevitable. Um, but we have three games to go on a cup final. And, uh, you know, I think um, even before the previous manager left, I think the, the football this season in general has not been scintillating at times. Trophy-wise, and um, you know, bringing, bringing them trophies and, and, and obviously appeasing the crowd this season, they'll be delighted with that type of return. Um, but I think, you know, listen, I think um, the football in recent weeks has, uh, and I think that little bit of nervousness maybe have crept into the players and they just want to go and get the job done now. OK, if Celtic's performance levels have dipped, is it? Because they're under pressure of chasing the treble treble, is that a possible explanation? I think I think uh, it does come into play, Gordon, because you're so close, um, and it is such a magnificent thing to achieve for Celtic. So yeah, of course, a little bit of pressure comes in, but there's just something not clicking just now with Celtic. I said on Saturday as well. Yes, I can totally understand that. For instance, Kamara come there and like. Most teams, um, they'll sit, they'll make it very difficult, trying, you know, keep Celtic out. But the movement from Celtic under Brendan Rodgers was completely different from Neil. And I don't know whether Neil wants to play a different style of football. Uh, but for the Celtic fans and probably for Neil and everyone concerned, it's the same cliche. It's all about winning. It's all about getting the trophies. But there's a lot of Celtic fans... Not happy with the style of play I just like the way John Hartson kept referring to Celtic As we much mm. the same way Daz does with Man City well, And Motherwell yeah, 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 he's got a couple but, Listen, this stuff about Celtic's performance is dipping Right Am I the only one that remembers in the first half of the season Celtic lost at Kilmarnock They lost at Hearts They drew nil-nil with St Mirren They drew nil-nil with Livingston They lost at Hibs they lost away to Rangers. People speak about you know the last few weeks under Neil Lennon as if they've suddenly gone from world beaters to panel beaters. That's not the case at all. A lot of fans have come on the show and said this in the last few weeks, but still, people still talk as if they've crashed through the floor under Neil Lennon. They haven't. When Brendan Rodgers left, and it was great, John Hartson seems to adopt this. He referred to him there as the previous manager, as if he's not allowed to mention his name anymore. When he left the building, Celtic were eight points clear. They're now nine points clear. Neil Lennon's had to work without Dedrick Boyata and Philip Benkovic in the main, his two best central defenders. Olivier and Cham's come back from injury and not played to his best. Tom Rogic has come back from injury and not played to his best. Ryan Christie's still injured. Lee Griffiths is still away dealing with personal issues. So people talk in this show as if Neil Lennon's taking Celtic into some horrible cul-de-sac. It's not the case. John's on the line. What do you make of it, John? <laughs> Hi guys, hi Gordon, hi Roger. Hi, John. Hey, I'm. I was just wondering if any of you guys know if there's a timeline when we Griffiths come back, because I think even if Celtic put him in there, it's even just on the bench, it'd give the crowd and the players a lift. Because there's some obviously there's a spark missing there, and I think to see the wee man there, just know what I mean, they would give the whole team and the whole fans, the whole crowd a boost. Just wonder what you think of that I don't know when he's going to be back You know what I mean? Well, he's been back at the ground You'll have seen pictures of him back at the ground um, He's been back at Lenniston training hard I, I can't envisage a scenario Where he would be in the 18 Between now and the end of the season To be honest with you But if Celtic wrap up the title at the weekend Presentation will be on I think it's May the 19th Last home game of the season against Hearts 
Uh, Lee Griffiths does qualify for a medal He's played sufficient games to get it And I think it would be a great boost At the end of the season for Lee Griffiths And a great boost for the supporters Who still love Lee Griffiths To see him on the pitch At Celtic Park Getting his title medal It would be a lift for him At the la- end of the season He can go away and work hard With the aim of being ready for pre-season again Yeah, I mean Gordon I think four weeks Less than four weeks now Until the Scottish mm-hmm. Cup final So in terms of a uh, I don't want to say that it wouldn't be meaningful Because I think that's that's the wrong word But in terms of coming back and making a prolonged impact There's not really time for that anyway But what do you make of Roger's point? Maybe the last home game of the season well, is that a... I, I'll, I'll go a different way Gordon I think that Lee Griffiths is one of these lads Yes, he's been out for a few months now um, And it will take time to get up to speed But if everything's okay with Lee Griffiths And he's working hard And he feels in the right place uh, to go and play I think putting him on the bench would be a fantastic idea because he's that kind of lad that can come on, give the team a lift and the one thing you know about him, if you're under a little bit of pressure, he'll get you a goal. So I, I think that you've got to use your best players um, and I, I'll be interested to see how Celtic do handle this over the next uh, coming weeks. John? I, I, I totally agree with you, Gordon. I think, as you say, there's been something missing, right? I, I, I love Neil Lennon as a, fan, a player, right? And but I don't I don't want him to get the job right. I just I think he's, he's been there and like he done well with his right. But I just hope would you call it as I say we, the wee man is a player. He can provide a spark for nothing as Gordon said there. And I always honestly think if he was put back in there, it would give everybody at the club a lift. You know what I mean? And could I make a point in the Lee Wallace thing? Yeah, on you go. I right, see. Right, obviously, right. I think that the way Lee Wallace has been treated with Rangers is terrible. That guy stuck through that club when they were into liquidation, when they were liquidated. And, he, and I mean, to whatever happened between the scenes, behind the scenes, sorry, hopefully it'll come out and vindicate him and Kenny Miller because it was terrible, I think, what's happened to that guy after sticking through, you know what I mean, when, when they were liquidated. So I think he's been dealt a bad hand by the club. Quick question, I mean? John. Who do you want to sell to manager if you don't want Neil Lennon? Well, I've, I've said before, Roger, a couple of times here, and maybe, as I say, even though he's in, he's in the, the, the third tier, I would love to see Jack Ross get a chance, but I don't think, I think maybe if, if the money down there, if Sunderland get promoted, but I think they will, I don't think he'll get the job. But I, I like young Jack Ross, I think his ideas are brilliant because I'd love. Right, John's breaking up a bit, when, but we got John the gist. said third tier there, I thought he was going to say Dick Campbell. <laughs> well, listen, league winning, how many promotions is that now? Ten. Oh, ten, ten, is it? Yep. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, as um, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not for a second suggesting it's going to happen. No. I just mean ten promotions is spectacular. And the one thing about Dick Campbell is, in all the years I've known him, um, went went against his sides. He has never changed as a manager. He still swears mm-hmm. like a trooper, <laughs> and he's a great man, great fun. Yeah, I like, I like that because this notion that it's a young man's game now, and you, you know, people are left behind dinosaurs. You always hear it. He's just proven that he did. Yeah, just turned sixty-five. Oddly enough, so is his twin brother Ian, and uh, they've got <laughs> they've got that management team up there. I think uh, Rob Douglas is now the young man of the of the mm. backroom team at Arbroath. Anyway, 
John Hartson says the Celtic board need to make their managerial appointments soon because whoever's in charge will have a busy summer. He's anxious about the wait for a decision to be made because of the turnover of players and the early start to European qualifying. I think the fans are quite divided. I think there's a feeling that they absolutely adore Neil. He's one of their own. He's a legend at the club. They, they, they idolise him. Some want him to stay and others are sort of wanting to see somebody else, a freshness, new direction, blah, blah, blah. Whether or not it is Neil, I think a decision needs to be made fairly quickly because there's a lot to do in terms of loan signings going back to their respect clubs, they need to be replaced we need to bring in new players we need to give the team a little bit of help in terms of some quality so we can move forward next year again. The Scottish Cup finals on May the 25th, I think the boys will probably have only about 4-5 or five weeks of rest, then they'll be back the Champions League qualification games will start early July, we want to try and hit the ground running and qualify for that because they're never easy, them games I played in them, got through and been knocked out in them type of games because you're playing some teams that are halfway through their respectable, you know, respective campaigns in their own countries, in their own league. So they're never easy. So I think um, I think we're all pretty anxious about um, the, the decision being made. What does that mean? Because I'm um, assuming, and I could be wrong, but you would assume there's no announcement comes before the Scottish Cup final. So is that is it the next day? Is it within three days? You know, is that how crucial the timing? Is with regards to everything that needs to happen in the summer? I think, I think, Gordon, if Celtic Board have made up their mind that Neil is a man for a job, I think you should get it right now and let them get planning for next year. Because John Hartson is right. It's a big job. There's going to be a big turnaround probably in players. Mm. You've got to know who you want to bring in because other clubs will be, will be working in the transfer market as we speak, talking to agents, talking to players. And I think you've got to, for it, to give your manager the best opportunity, mm. you've got to sit down and say, right, this is the direction mm. we're going, and you're the guy that's leading us. Having said that, Roger, and mo- most people who know about these things would tell you that it can't come down to one game. It cannot come down simply to the Scottish Cup final. However, it, it, is, it is a difficult obstacle. If for some, and I know it would be a surprise, imagine Hearts were to turn Celtic over properly. In the Scottish Cup final, and the, you then appoint sort of four 0 they did with Ben Rodgers' team, yeah. yeah. And you know yeah. that, that that changes things, though, doesn't it? Just by the the, the perception of it all. Well, listen, God, we said in the show last week. I think it was Saturday, in fact. Neil still has of the four games left. Three are huge. Away at Aberdeen, where Celtic have a chance to clinch a title. You lose there, it's then Ibrox and the chance to clinch a title or allow Rangers back in to the title race. Two huge games Then a Scottish Cup final Potentially a treble treble in the line So I think And I've thought this from the start The Celtic board would wait and see How they got on in all of these games And why shouldn't they? Look at Manchester United They gave the job to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer Until the end of the season And then some bright spark in the board said I'll tell you what Let's give them the job now Give them a job in a three year deal And they promptly lost seven games out of nine And now people are beginning to ask Whether Solskjaer is indeed demand for the job So I think Celtic are doing the right thing I still think Neil Lennon's in the box seat Win at Aberdeen to win the league Win the Scottish Cup final A very, very difficult job not to give him Alec is a Celtic fan on the line Hi Alec Hi lads, how are we doing? Good, thank you uh, Obviously I'll just start off by saying For the Celtic manager I would love Stevie Clark uh, I think that I like Neil But I just I would like a wee change and it's quite clear when you look at what Stevie Clark's done with Kilmarnock 
it's just been more or less similar to what Derek has done up at Aberdeen. Uh, the guy's tactical astute. Uh, you know, he's, I think he would have an eye for a player. I don't know what like he'd be with a budget, but, you know, if, if you're looking for somebody, you know, uh, to get into Europe, I think first and foremost, he'll make us tremendously hard to beat. You know, so... That's, that would be my shout for a manager That's just my first point Gordon, it's, it's fascinating either way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think anyone can doubt the job Stevie Clark's done um, But then at the same time, some guys are, are just better suited to Setting up teams to make them harder to beat And, and setting up teams to punch above their weight And that, that sort of thing Celtic's probably a different challenge You're Ma- expected to win every game yeah, and win ma- it well Management's like uh, playing if When you go to clubs like Celtic, Gordon All of a sudden, it's pressure week in, week out I'm not saying it's easy to manage Kilmarnock, but it's a lot easier to go and lose a couple of games with Kilmarnock than go and lose a couple of games with Celtic. The one thing I like, I do agree with them is I watch Stevie Clark's teams this season. They're very well organised. They they know everyone knows their jobs. Um, you can see that he works on that day in day out in the training ground. So he is well organised in that department. But uh, it's whether. You can walk into a club like the size of Celtic Where everything that's going on just now And see if you can take that further The travel's fast approaching Alec If you've got another point make it quickly please Obviously Celtic need a point on Saturday mm-hmm. But they won the league I'll, I'll gladly take that uh, We'll then go into Ibrox What I said to the producer lad on the phone And if I was Neil I would send the full first team away On their holidays to get a wee break Before the Scottish Cup final let the boys go out, Anthony Ralston, Tommy Johnson, uh, the boy of Johnson, Mikey let them go to Ibro- Mikey Johnson, let them go to Ibrox. Give them a bit of experience, you know what I mean? We've done the job. Uh, might be a wee bit tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, there's a point. If Neil wanted to do that, he would be quite within his right. And uh, let our first-team squad go and get a well-earned break, get our feet up, and uh, come back refreshed for the Scottish Cup final. A bit tongue-in-cheek, Alec I think it's a lot tongue-in-cheek uh, you, you made the point there about Stevie Clark Making Celtic hard to beat uh, Celtic have just had seven clean sheets out of eight I mean, how much harder can they be to beat? That, that, that isn't the criticism that's been levelled at Neil Lennon The fact that you know they're not hard to beat They are hard to beat The criticism is They're not stylish enough at the other end Celtic and Rangers go head-to-head In the Glasgow Cup final tonight It was the Youth Cup final last week So a slightly older Set of players tonight Ones that perhaps A bit more recognisable We'll give you the team news next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years It's Roger Hanna And Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Two ways for you To get in touch First and foremost You can give us a call Or you can tweet At Clyde SSB Hail Caesar Is on I like John Hartson He says But unfortunately He is wrong Lennon isn't the right man to take us forward The performances have been mediocre And it proved that on Saturday I'll be thankful for him when we win the If we win the treble, sorry But I'll rather have a new manager With new ideas Keep them coming in Give us a call 01419511025 um, We have the Glasgow Cup final tonight Between Celtic and Rangers The youth teams just played in the Youth Cup last week But this is a slightly older bunch And under 20s age So I'll run through the teams You'll maybe uh, recognise a few more of the names Than you would have last week Ryan Mullen in goal for Celtic Wallace Duffy, Robbie Dees Stephen Welsh, Daniel Church Barry Coffey, Ewan Henderson Mikey Johnson, Karamoko Dembele Armstrong, Okoflex and Jack Aitchison um, As for Rangers They go with 
Wright in goals Finlayson, Mayo, Breen, Shields, Palmer Burjonas, Kelly, Middleton Perhaps the, the one with the most first team experience in there McPake and Dallas So just another chance Roger for fans Because we know that they love the football of Looking at it and, and seeing who the stars of tomorrow may be Yeah and it was a terrific game last week Rangers won it 3-2 It could have gone either way We had a few calls in the show on Friday night You know promoting the the chances of some of the young guys You know George McPay who's starting again for Rangers tonight Kai Kennedy people like that You look at the Celtic team uh, Young lad Cami Harper up front Karamoko Dembele who's, who's playing tonight for Celtic again So fans love homegrown talent to come through And flourish in the first team as we said in the show on Friday night It's becoming harder and harder and harder You know every call in the show tonight Is looking at a new Celtic manager Bringing in new Celtic players A new Rangers manager Not a new Rangers manager A new Rangers squad for next season You know More reinforcements Greg Stewart, Jordan Jones, Jake Hasty. With each signing for either team It diminishes the chances Of these young guys getting through But it'll be good for them to showcase their talents tonight And I know it's not the exact same group Gordon But a chance mm-hmm. for Rangers to, to win another one And, and mm-hmm. sort of send out a bit of a a message that they're dominant at that age group Or alternatively a chance for Celtic to get revenge Yeah of course It doesn't matter what age group or what level it is Gordon uh, Both teams want to win so badly And it'll be the same tonight I've got to say um, A bit disappointing as usual That you know Roger was saying Well fans love to see the their own talent coming through But tonight they won't be able to do that Because in my day, you were talking in Glasgow Cup finals, sometimes you got over 20,000 people turning up to watch it. And it gave you such a lift as a young player. And I've got to say to anybody who picks, and I hope it's still the same, but they're the best medals I've seen. They're absolutely Is it terrific. Be- better than the League Two medals, the Championship winners got? Oh, far <laughs> much better. Far <laughs> much, they're massive, Roger, honestly. They're Rod, fantastic. This is just a, a small point, but this has changed in recent years because if you remember, the Glasgow Cup final used to be, it's been at Firhill in, in recent years, hasn't yeah. it? It's now, it's at Celtic Park tonight. Um, and like I said earlier, an older age group than the Youth Cup final that was on last yeah. week. And I, I think they're mixing and matching that wee bit, God, just to try and find a formula that works. I, I hope tonight's a success. Um, I hope there's good football played And I hope the authorities Maybe look at tonight And think well If it's been a success Could, could we try something next year That allows supporters back in We know why they're not And there's been too much um, What's the word I'm looking for Bother, trouble, indiscipline At these games in the past They seem to have attracted A, a small minority of fans That you don't really want At the football And the clubs have decided It's not worthwhile Because of the trouble in the past it's that, you know, it doesn't reflect well in Scottish society, Gordon. I'd love a day, as Dan says, where we can trust the supporters to come back in and watch. It's under 20 football, for goodness sake. So here's hoping the football's good, and here's hoping next year a few more people get to see it. 0141 Give us a call on the lines. Uh, Marie is in the West End. Hi, Marie. Hello. Hi, what's your point tonight? Um, I'm just... Uh I think that um, I agree with uh, whatever Roger's saying about um, Neil Lennon. I think that, um, you know, if he gets, gets to the treble, um, he should be given the job. I think he's a selfish man through and through, and he just drops everything in Monty Celtic. Um, and he's the only guy that's matched um, Brendan Rodgers for his tactics. Well, I think... I think um I like Neil Lennon. I liked uh, watching his, his Hibs side when they they came to Celtic Park and Ibrox. They were one team that would just not part the bus. They would have a real go. It was entertaining football. 
I've no problem with Neil getting the Celtic job at all. If he does, I'll wish him all the very, very best. But it was an easy decision for Neil Lennon. Let's not be kidded here because he just left Hibs and he was out of a job. So when Celtic come calling, uh, it wasn't a case of, well, I'll drop everything and just run down to Celtic Park. Of course he's going to take that opportunity. Of course he's got to take that job. The big thing, and I said it in the programme on Saturday, Gordon, just getting the feeling amongst the Celtic supporters, it is a bit split just now. Some absolutely love Neil Lennon. I think all supporters love him for his history with the club. But when they're talking about managers, it's split. Some want him to be the manager and some want to see a bit of freshness coming in. Uh, Marie, so does does this hinge on the Scottish Cup or have you made up your mind already? You want it to be Neil Lennon regardless or only if he wins the Scottish Cup? Um, 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 a bit of me thinks... Um, no. But he makes it. If he gets the job and then he does the treble and gets the job and then uh, he gets sets his sights and getting us to ten in a row, I think you'll you'll find that um, people watch what they want. If you ask the supporters, uh, you know, do you want to go to ten in a row or do you want to wait to the European champion? I think um, it would go with ten in a row. But then you've got to get back to what we were talking about earlier there. Um, is Neil Lennon's hopes of getting the Celtic job down to one game? Right, we, we all expect them to clinch the, the league title. Is it down to one game against Hearts? Because I honestly think, Gordon, if Hearts had to beat, which I don't think they will, if Hearts had to beat Celtic in the Scottish Cup final, I don't think Neil Lennon get the job. So you're saying it does come down yeah, to one game? in my opinion, yes. I think that Neil has got to cement the treble treble before he gets the opportunity to get Do the you job. think... Celtic are working in contingencies in case it goes wrong. In case, you know, they lose to Aberdeen, they lose to Rangers, or they lose a Scottish Cup final, and things start to go wrong. Yeah. And if so, you know, there's been so many names. And show tonight, people talking about Jack Ross, Stevie Clark. We had a caller last night talking about Rafa Benitez. There's been talk about the bookies, about AVB, about Roberto Martinez, about David Moyes, who was at the game at the weekend. And the St Mirren game, by the way. I don't know if he's tying up that job as well. And the game on Sunday as well. Um, you know, could Celtic afford to get into the type of pursuit of a manager that we've seen in the past where they start getting a knockback here and then a knockback there and a knockback somewhere else and suddenly the club's in the middle of June, only three weeks away from a, from a Champions League qualifier and the managerial thing's still on a fankle. Uh, I think appointing Neil Lennon for me lessens the gamble. It takes it. There's always a risk when you appoint a new manager, just as there is when you sign a new player. I think confirming Neil Lennon takes away a great deal of that risk. Yeah, I can understand where Roger's coming from. He knows the club, he's been there, he's managed the club, he's played for a club. Um, he knows what... Every, every appointment's got risks, doesn't yeah, it? Of course That's, it is, of course I know it you're, is. You're, you're talking about timing rather than personnel, Roger. Yeah, but I, I said earlier, Gordon, if, if Celtic Board have got a right to sit down and see what is available out there. And then they've got to make a decision who's taking the club forward. I I do agree with John Hartson. I think that uh, if they have looked at other, you know, managers, uh, coaches, but they think Neil's the, the lad that they want to take the club forward, give him the job. Let him go on with it. Everything's then settled. Everybody's looking forward to the end of the season. New players come in. A manager needs time. 
in the summer because it's got a quick turnaround nowadays with so many games coming up and you've got to be fair in your manager and give him the best opportunity to go and get the best squad possible to start a new season Stephen says Lenny is a backward step Davy Moyes a no-no from me I don't get the hype regarding Jack Ross I said a few weeks ago and I stick by it Celtic should go for Philip Koku who's a free agent after three titles in five years at PSV 01419511025 that's the number you need right now for this the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Roger minus one, Hannah or Gordon DL. One of them will be taking on you for the chance to win a sign ball, and of course, more importantly, the beat the pundit bragging rights. Hugh Evans was flying last night. He was like a man possessed. So let's see if you two uh, can live up to that. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Give us a call right now if you want to play, because you only have until the news at seven. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. We're about to kick off in the Glasgow Cup final between Celtic and Rangers. In the first hour, we heard from James Tavernier on Lee Wallace. We heard from John Hartson on Celtic. Now, for the next hour, you know, we like to get you thinking midweek when the games have been at the weekend and we're still building up to the, the following weekend. We like to get you thinking. So, the guys in the office were talking about that Aston Villa Leeds moment of madness at the weekend where Leeds let Aston Villa walk the ball into the net and it got me thinking what is the strangest thing you've ever seen on a football field I've left that nice and vague because I want to see what sort of imaginative responses you can come up with the strangest thing you've seen on a football field let us know at Clyde SSB 01419511025 let's do this first the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Beat the Pundit time Hugh Evans always says that Neil Lennon is on an addition For the Celtic job Well Roger Hanna is on an addition To see if we make a minus one or minus two At the start of next season <laughs> That's the way I see it So let's find out who's playing tonight One of you will take on George from Guruk How are you tonight George? I'm very well thank you very much do you think you could take Roger Hanna with his minus one? I'm worried about that, yes, I'm worried about that. Right, let's see how we get on anyway. Heads, it will be Roger minus one, and tails, it will be Gordon plus four. Um, <laughs> it is actually heads, so Roger minus one up against George from Guruk. Let me give what you some... Hiya. Let me give you some Clyde two, Roger, so that you don't know what George is saying, not having you <laughs> cheating your way. Uh, right, George, 30 seconds, head to head. Okay. You can pass. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. You ready? Okay. What nationality is Hearts Ben Garuccio? Nigerian Jake Carroll is to join Motherwell from which English team? Huddersfield Who won last season's Glasgow Cup final? Celtic In what year did Christoph Berra win his first Scotland cap? 2010 What Rangers player is currently on loan at Shrewsbury Town? Oh, Doherty Name one team that Saul Bamba has played for in Scotland Hibs and which Celtic player We've just about started Which Celtic player Who's currently on loan At the club Wears number 30 oh my God. Pass Just come on Name one of the loan players <sighs> Don't know Right okay that's Sorry. fine Thought I'd give you a second chance I don't do it often Roger Hannah <laughs> you, you with us Thank you 
This is terrific. I'm watching Dundee collapse at Motherwell on the television behind you, Gordon. So yeah. And in my ear, Clyde Tour playing Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Just the chances. <laughs> no chance for Jim McIntyre, according to Gordon DL earlier on. Right, Roger, are you ready? Yeah. Same set of questions to you. You start on minus one, okay? Uh, thanks. What nationality is Hearts Ben Garuccio? Australian. Jake Carroll is to join Motherwell from which English team? Cambridge. Who won last season's Glasgow Cup final? Rangers In what year did Christoph Berra win his first Scotland cap? 2004 Which Rangers player is currently on loan at Shrewsbury Town? Greg Doherty Name one of the Scottish teams that Saul Bamba played for Infirmly Which Celtic player currently on loan wears number 30? Oh, pass And who does Cammy Bell play with at the moment? Johnson What do you think George? Do we need to, we need to have him start on minus 4 from now on? I think uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, let's find out how bad the damage was. What nationality is Harps Ben Garuccio? He's Australian. 1 0 to Roger. 2 0 because Jake Carroll's moving to Motherwell from Cambridge. W- would you get him on your top for next season, Gordon, or will you wait and see how he performs? No, nobody replaces Pettigrew. Right, okay. Not even David Turnbull? No. Not even Jim Lemieux? No. Right, okay. Pettigrew only. 2 0 to, well, it's 1 0 really to Roger because he starts on minus one. It then goes 2 0 because Rangers won last season's Glasgow Cup final. Uh, Christoph Berra First Scotland cap Was 2008 So there you go None of you got it right 2-0 to Roger You did start getting On the board though George Because Greg Doherty Is at Shrewsbury um, So 2-1 to Roger Then 3-2 Because Roger knew That Well you know You both knew sorry One said Dunfermline One said Hibs um, Timothy Weir Where's number 30 Oh I was thinking A player who was out on loan uh, My apologies I probably should have made that A bit clearer But I don't think you needed it And Cammy Bell Does play with St Johnson You didn't get that far George You got two right But unfortunately Roger got six Minus he's won A 5-2 victory For Roger Hanna Hard lines George Well done Roger Thanks, Well done Roger Great show guys Thank you George Have a good evening That was George and Guruk It's got to be minus two For next yeah, season Yeah he's ridiculous I'm thinking no, Never mind next season Next week He's on an addition. That's that's. I think that's fair. You're needing to go a wee bit more. You'll be, <laughs> you'll be hearing from my lawyer. But mm-hmm. there's a there's a happy medium because, yeah, if he goes out a bit more, then he, he might not know as many. But if he goes out as much as you, know then none. then he'll know nothing. So yeah. there's it's a long time since either Daz or me have been a happy medium. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on 01419511025 The Glasgow Cup final is getting underway At Celtic Park Between Celtic and Rangers Some of the stars of tomorrow In fact some guys that you'll have seen in the first team Glenn Middleton um, Ewan Henderson Mikey Johnson Guys like those all playing So we'll keep you up to speed on that But I've been asking you this I like to get you thinking The strangest thing You've seen in a football match Now this is on the back Of Aston Villa And Leeds Someone doesn't put the ball out The other team score They have a Barney Players are diving And then Leeds let them Walk the ball in For an uncontested goal I'm wondering The strangest thing And this can be as Weird and wonderful as you like The strangest thing you've seen On a football field You got any Roger? The one I was thinking back to Was that mad Sunderland Liverpool game Remember Darren Bent <laughs> Scored the goal <laughs> Somebody had thrown a beach ball Onto the pitch He hit the ball the ball hit the beach ball and flew. Pepe Arena tried to catch the beach ball while the football flew into the other corner. Good shout. You got anything, mm. Gordon? Your memory's hopeless, so I'm not yeah, holding my breath yeah, here. I, I didn't see it myself, but I, I'm told by witnesses at the time, Daz does, did one score from outside the six yard box. No chance. True. Never. No, 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 not no, having no. that. At Apologies. All. Right, the weirdest thing you've ever seen in a football game, the weirdest or the strangest bonus points for the Scottish connection, obviously. Um, what about the, do you remember the pigeon passed away on the pitch 
It's Queen's Park against St Mirren I think it maybe got hit with the ball And Queen's Park had to tweet a picture of this dead pigeon Lying on the field That was one that just sprung to mind from Scottish football Uh, We had the assistant ref being sick At Rugby Park Oh, I don't remember that Yeah, I think it was Jordan Jones Was the closest player to him Was giving him the old You know that sympathetic mm, pat in the back, back You have to give someone when they're, uh-huh. he, he should have done that But he sort of turned away in disgust Yeah, assistant One of the linesmen at Rugby Park Was sick You don't remember that? No It was like last season or something Was it? I know I don't Surprised remember Surprised at you, Roger Hanna No, no, I don't remember Right, anyway That's just something for a bit of fun For this second hour The weirdest, the strangest thing You've seen on a football field 01419511025 Let's speak to Andy Who is a Rangers fan on the line Hi Andy Hello there Hello again Hi Andy hey. Right I've called in Before um, A few months ago Regarding It was Lee Wallace uh, And in my opinion um, Lee Wallace is still The best left back at Ibrox uh, And Roger is saying That that was a moment Giving his um, Sort of Final bow To the to the audience, if you like. Uh, but I, I sincerely hope not. Um, I think that upstairs are, are totally wrong if it's coming from the board because Lee, um, Lee Wallace won his case um, and got a couple of hundred grand out of it, which he was quite right. They were take, put, putting his name in vain, basically, uh, Lee Wallace and uh, Miller. Um, but I hope that Lee Wallace does stay. Um, and obviously I've heard Roger saying... He doesn't think he'll be there. That's the last time he'll kick a ball, first team ball. Um, I, I, I maybe doubt that. I, I most certainly think he'll kick another first team ball this season, um, whether it's against Hibs or Celtic. Um, I would almost, I'd just about put a bet. I'm not a betting man, by the way, um, but I would put a bet on, bet on him getting a cameo role somewhere against the Celtic. Uh, and if that if that happens. I would say that's probably as he, he will believe. Him. I uh, hope he doesn't. Is that a possibility, Roger? I'd be very surprised. I mean, nothing throughout the season would, you know, indicate to you that Lee Wallace is going to be involved against Celtic. Um, the left back thing is an issue for Stephen Gerrard. Barris has been signed for quite a bit of money early in the season and hasn't performed. Um, John Flanagan has been in and out of the team. Actually, I think his best spell has been in these last four games, oddly enough, since he's been back in the team. And Andy Halley's not left back. Tries really hard. He's not left back. He's a midfield player. Mm. It's as simple as that. So. I think Barisic will be given one more chance to shape up. Otherwise, Rangers will look for a left back. Andy, a lot of Rangers fans were tweeting in when we were discussing it, saying, "Well, you know, yes, we we liked Lee Wallace, but Barisic is a Croatian international, and he he is the man for that position." Are you not convinced? No, I'm most certainly not convinced. Um, I mean, Lee Wallace was a Scotland international um, when he decided to stay with Rangers rather than move on in 2012. Um, so, and Stevie G did say that he played 45 minutes against um, Liverpool, under 23 as it was certainly, but he said he was outstanding. Now, Stevie G's watching him training day in, day out. So, who are you guys, Roger Hanna, um, Daz, whoever it may be, uh, to say that Stevie G won't be up chapping the door mm-hmm. saying, I want him to stay. He, he looks better than Katic, Fanagan. Uh, Halliday, Worrell, whoever it is that's playing at left back, we're flinging at left back. As far as, as, far as I'm concerned, they're all hopeless. There's a lot of them. No, no Halliday, I would keep Halliday, quite honestly. But as far as Worrell, Katic and Flanagan, I would stick, Clyde could sign them if they want. Is it not possible, though, Gordon, that we've just not seen the best of Barisic? I mean, he's been injured mm-hmm. a lot. And I know some people say that that's 
Not a good sign And maybe he'll always be like that But but maybe he won't And maybe it's his first season And maybe he's been injured a lot And maybe he's taken a bit of time to settle And, and next year he, he will show the Croatian international Credentials Yeah I think I think that's the case Gordon um, I think that Rangers will give him time To settle in Obviously he's, It's a different style of football He has picked up a few injuries uh, Some players Take a little bit longer Just to settle into a club And especially when you're playing Every time you're playing at home There's 49,000 people in the stadium A lot of pressure on you as well I I can't understand If, if that is the case And, and Stephen Gerrard's talking about Lee Wallace and Tavernier's talking about how good a professional he is and the way he works in training. Surely the Rangers manager would have a big say in whether he stays at the club or not. Surely the, the stature of Steven Gerrard must, if he feels that he can um, contribute something to the team next year, surely he must have that decision. But, but your eyes would tell you, just look at the statistics. He hasn't been anywhere near the team you know, he, he didn't. People were talking as if he started and starred in the game against mm-hmm. Aberdeen. Got a couple of minutes at the end when the game was already done and it was two nothing. Uh, for me, it was just a farewell performance. Um, Even th- though Stephen Gerrard said it yeah, wasn't uh, about that, though, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. There is nothing at all to indicate that Lee Wallace will be staying at Rangers. There have been no talks about a contract. Lee Wallace hasn't said he wants a contract. His agent hasn't talked about a contract. The club yeah. haven't talked about a contract. There is no Fair. chance of Lee Wallace being at the football club beyond the end thank of the season. Thank you, Andy. 01419511025. I'm asking you for the strangest thing you've seen on a football pitch. This is just after the bizarre episode at the weekend with Aston Villa and Leeds and walking the ball into the net. I'd just like to take a trip down memory lane on these things. Sideshow Bob, the weirdest he's seen, Paolo Ducanio catching the ball against Everton yeah. when the mm. goalkeeper was down injured. Um, Carlo Di Canio shoving the referee onto his backside yeah. Fitzy, the linesman came off injured at Capolo A replacement was needed A tannoy announcement asked if there were any officials in the crowd And after appearing from the Morton end A guy went and got his kit on And ran the line for the rest of the match <laughs> I, I remember that one um, What else have we got? Ah, Sean, Sean's just having a wee joke here He says, strangest thing I've seen on a football pitch Kirk Broadfoot Sorry Kirk that wasn't really what I meant, but there we go. Uh, let's speak to John in Thornley Bank. Hi, John. How you doing, guys? All right? Yeah, good, John. Good. Uh, I've just got a story in regards to, um, you know, the strangest thing I've seen in a football park. Brilliant. And what happened was uh, I was playing for my youth team um, a few years ago in, in Barhead. It wasn't, wasn't, a, wasn't a bad game. It was a kind of wet day. Um, first half was absolutely fine, went as planned. Uh, but the second half, about seven or eight cows came on the field uh, and just started roaming about the field. Um, so they just piled out from the kind of adjacent farm, uh, piled onto the field and started grazing <laughs> on the field itself in Barhead in Cowan Park. Cowan Park, um, right enough. <laughs> they're, they're appropriately named. Aye. And uh, what actually happened was the game got abandoned in the second half because we couldn't actually get the cows off the field. Oh, um, dear, dear. Yeah, the only time it's ever happened is actually I think it happened in Guernsey where 180 cows went on the pitch, <laughs> um, but that's probably milking it. So. Oh, oh, dear, dear, oh dear. No. At least at least you got off early because it was February and it was freezing. Oh come oh. on, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I'm not sure Gordon's the right pundit to tell no, us how you should how, how you should deal with um, such problems. But uh, what team was that, John? Uh, that was just Barhead Youth Club, Barhead Boy Club. That was 
three years ago. That's decent. Brilliant. I like that, Roger. Mm-hmm. Well, there's been a few instances of, of animals. Was there not a fox in the park at Celtic Park one night many years ago? I don't remember that. Fox yeah. running about, dogs in the pitch. A cat recently at Goodison Park, wasn't there? Had to stop the play, a black cat running across the pitch as well. Gordon Deal, anything you want to add? No. On Cowgate? No, I'm, stay, sure? I'm staying out of Cowgate. Come I'm, on. I'm leaving that one alone. Yeah, I think that I think that is for the best, <laughs> to be honest. Thank you for sharing that, John. I like that one. Cows on the pitch. Um grazing as well. I liked it how he had the he had the right terminology for what they were uh, what they were doing. What else have we got on Twitter at Clyde SSB? Great White, it's, it's an outstanding shout. Estonia, Scotland. Yeah. One team in Talon. Mm-hmm. Three seconds the game lasted. Uh what else have we got coming in at Clyde SSB? A few others. Um not everyone taking it overly seriously. Dell, England at the World Cup in nineteen ninety, Gary Lineker, you know, yep. on the pitch. Ah oh, yeah. But you know, sometimes you get caught a, a bit short and Well, it is in a similar vein, it was one of the Highland League games was at Fort William Nairn County game three or four weeks ago, the kickoff was delayed because there was what was um, described at the time as deer excrement all over the pitch right. and the referee deemed it a health and safety issue and they had to clear it all and the game was Jeez. kick-off was delayed for half an hour. These ideas always seem good in my head and then we just get down... It, turn, get, it turns into a lot yeah, of funny stories. Pretty much. Alec and Motherwell, what have you got for us? Well, this is one, Gordon, you're probably a bit young to remember this, but I would say Gordon DL definitely remember it. Motherwell were... Play, it must have been the mid-70s or something. Motherwell were playing Airdrie. And I'm sure the, the guy's name was John Flood. I don't know if Gordon will remember him. Yes, I do remember John Flood. Yeah. We, we wanging at Airdrie. Right. Yeah, yeah. Aye, well, Mullerow were playing, and again, I think it might have been one of the Lanarkshire Cup games. And there was nothing each in the game, and John Flood was warming up behind the goals. And the, the usual bit of stick you get for punters a hint the partner. And a guy, he threw a pie on him. He didn't throw a pie at him. I don't want to stand nothing like that. But he <laughs> threw a pie onto the grass. And says, here, you'd be as well eating that, mate. For all the good you are there, you're no getting one. And he was laughing. And About two minutes to go, they made a substitution. John Flood comes on. And who scores the winning goal for Airdrie in the last two minutes? But John Flood. He was right around the hint of goals. He couldn't get around the hint of goals quick enough. Sat down, picked the pack up. Oh. And the boy gave him the thumbs up. And the crowd were gone. They were me. Uh, I wouldn't say they were venting their anger. It was, a, it was more funny than anything yeah. else. And he sat down to eat the pie, and he was like, "Cheers, cheers, cheers!" I was like, "You couldn't, believe, you couldn't have written the script for did the he, sub to come did on." Did he take a bite of the pie that had been sitting on the grass all that time? Well, it wasn't sitting that long because he'd only been warming <laughs> up right, for okay. about the last five minutes, oh, and he just picked up. Well, I think he looked as if he took a bit of it that way. The five-minute rule, Roger. Is that, does oh, that count? Listen, perfectly valid. I would have said perfectly. It's great. And, and motherwell, mother well, it's longer than five minutes. You, you, you can see it, but in the TV behind you, strange things in a football pitch. It's highlights of an Aberdeen Rangers game from two or three years ago, and Carlos Peña's in the pitch. I remember him. I think it's probably last season, isn't it? Uh, right, in that Glasgow Cup game, it's still goalless, nil-nil at Celtic Park. A couple of early attacks from Rangers, but still goalless at the moment. Uh, thank you for those memories. Keep them coming in on Twitter as well. We have got a full-time teaser. It's a good one, and it's coming up for you two next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger, Hannah and Gordon DL are here It's time for them to tackle the full time teaser That's when you send the questions in to us 
And we try and see If the guys can come up With the answers Between now and the end Of the show Fulltime at Clyde1.com If you've got any questions Maybe they're doing the rounds On your group chat Or you've made one up On your own Send them in Fulltime at Clyde1.com So tonight says this Since 2000 Nine Scottish players Have scored a hat-trick For Celtic Or Rangers And it's the only hat-trick They scored for that team So they've scored only one hat-trick For Celtic or Rangers Does that make sense? Yeah Since 2000 Nine Scottish players Have scored a hat-trick For Celtic or Rangers But it's the only hat-trick That they scored for that team So Don't give me Henrik Larsson Because he scored more than one Yeah And he's not Scottish Well he's not Scottish either Exactly More importantly Mm -hmm. Um, Just incidentally Because I know sometimes We have different definitions It may or may not be that important But born in Scotland Or played for Scotland Is is enough to Be Scottish For the question Yeah Because you know Sometimes we get guys So does that mean Chris Commons is one? No No Which is why you're saying that Just just to clear up Because you know Sometimes we have Ones in the past We'll start with guess. Did Barry Ferguson Once score a hat-trick For Rangers? Yes Against Dundee United Good one Roger You can help us by the way At Clyde SSB On Twitter Since 2009 Scottish players Have scored a hat-trick For Celtic or Rangers And it's the only hat-trick That they scored For that team Like I say By Scottish Born in Scotland Or played for Scotland Lee McCulloch No You get more than one Hmm I'm struggling already <laughs> That does not bode well No it does not Nothing at all James Forrest must have more than one hat-trick for He Celtic. does have more than one Yeah <laughs> <laughs> What are you coming up with then? I'm coming up with nothing just now But I'll go Will you join the party soon? I'll so join the party Since 2000 later. Yeah Okay okay Alright you can help us at Clyde SSB And remember we're still Looking for The strangest thing you've seen On a football field because we've been talking about the Aston Villa Leeds debacle at the weekend And we just thought we'd have a bit of fun Anthony Ennis again with Paolo Ducanio catching the ball He also says Tony Cascarino putting a poor policewoman six feet in the air at Broadwood Do you remember that one oh, Roger? No, I don't remember that uh, Anthony can tell us a bit more about that one I must admit I don't remember it myself um, Danny as well Danny's on This is a quite sad and Bizarre in equal measure Danny says The weirdest thing at a football ground A guy at Parkhead asked me to throw a scarf Which contained his father's ashes I obliged And it hit a steward on the shoulder Job done though Because he was in the park I don't know I don't feel about, I don't know if I should laugh at that or not mm-hmm. But Anyway Yeah I think we'll move on Let's take Ricky and Easterhouse on the line Hi Ricky Strangest thing in a football park Sylvester Stallone <laughs> Yeah not a bad shout Roger Hanna's yeah, eyes lit up there He obviously Yep Escaped the victory Classic yep And Raphael Scheidt Only Brazilian I know Can he play football <laughs> That is true That is true You don't get many of them Yeah uh, He was poor You've got to say uh, Poor student That was nice You're being, you're being generous here <laughs> You're being generous uh, Right It's Celtic job For me I don't think it's about Going out and getting the best man I think it's the right man The right man for the job Next year is an important season for Celtic. If they win the league next year, then the following season becomes even more important. But the following season is no more important unless we win next year. And the best man for the job for me is the man that's there, the new Neil Lennon. He knows what it's all about. He knows we don't want a guy coming in that doesn't know what it means to the Celtic fans next year to win that. We don't want a guy coming in and maybe try to experiment and try to do this and it causes us a league because of that. 
we need to go and win the league at all costs. Everything else, everything else is a sideshow. Right, clear up what you mean. Clear up what you mean, though, Ricky, because you said it's not about getting the right. It's not about getting the best man. It's about getting the right man. Are they not the same thing? Well, I mean, the best man would be maybe Mourinho or you know all these names that are bandied about. They would probably be the best man. But is it Mourinho would be thinking about we wouldn't get next year? We probably wouldn't win get him. He would want to date our three or four seasons, maybe. Neil Lennon knows what we need next year. We need to win the league next year. Everything else is essential. Everything else, I, I think, we don't worry about League Cups, Scottish Cups, Europe. We worry about winning the league because we're day nine. We've got a potential of day ten, but we go to day nine first. Uh, everyone agrees it's not going to happen, but uh, what a what a scenario it would be, Jose Mourinho, because oh, you you're, yeah. you're, you set up the fan club. You know, you're yeah. his number one fan. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? The way you would behave If you came close to I'll, the guy It would be disgraceful I would go and pick him up At the airport Gordon Yeah I would just run after Fair him Fair chance you'd be his number two Yeah it could be But uh, Mourinho uh, Anyway Ricky, Ricky's talking can, can I just clarify Why you sniggered When I say that I, I wouldn't Want to go any further For fear of offending well, Daz he wants, he, he wants, He'll want Someone who knows The Scottish, Scottish That's why it won't be you <laughs> good, good point Gordon. Anyway well, Back, clarified. To, back to Ricky's Serious point about the manager Well listen I've said If you go for Neil Lennon It minimises the risk He knows the club And in the next year or two It could be a Pursuit of nine in a row Which could be a pursuit of ten in a row um, He knows the lie of the land So to speak um, One of the tweeters earlier on And he's been tweeting before About Philip Koku There would be an element of risk In Philip Koku Yes, great football man He's had success in, in different leagues um, Coming into Scotland Is completely different Whether you like it or not Coming into the old firm Is completely of different Of course it is But at the same time If you are just a very good manager Is that is that not all that matters? So How, how do you then start balancing but, that up? You st- do you take a guy who And I'm not saying Neil Lennon is I'm being hypothetical Do you willingly Do you ad- admit to yourself That you're taking a guy Who might not be as good a manager As another candidate Just because he knows... Paul Gwen. But well, Brendan Rodgers he never managed in Scottish football. Yeah, but he knew the lie of the land and he was also backed to the hilt by Celtic. Mm-hmm. Um someone tweeted this and I won't pretend that it's my own original thought, but when Celtic needed a manager to stop ten, they turned to a guy who did not know the lie of the land. Yeah. So for your but, for every uh, Paul Le Guin yeah, example, yeah, there's your Vim yeah, Jansen, you know? It's a I'm I don't want to take away from that point The point's perfectly valid I just think nearly 25 years on Or whatever it was It's a completely different landscape now It is a completely different mm. landscape That was a unique achievement for Celtic In unique circumstances um, I tend to think Whoever gets a job If it's not Neil I would tend to think It's more likely to be someone like David Moyes Who is you know, has touched on Brendan Rodgers there David Moyes knows the lie of the land He knows what it's all about He knows the club He knows the league um, I would think it would be more likely to be him Than someone like A Philip Koku Or you know An Andre Villas Boas I sort of disagree with that Gordon I think it's Whoever Ricky was touching on a point there about Well They've got to know that How important next year is to win the league Any manager coming into Celtic Will know that anyway Doesn't matter where he's from He will know no, that I just I think was. I, oh yes he will Of course he will No yeah. I, 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 See when you, when you talk about These other guys 
you talk about I want a manager in there that knows next season if he's no successful it's going to hurt him it's going to hurt him if he's no successful these are the managers right they're not successful they'll go and they've got another mm-hmm. job I want a guy in there that's going to go see if I don't get this right it's going to hurt me yeah, but are these, Ricky, are these things not just a nice bonus rather than the number one priority? If you can get a guy that's got both, great. But surely the very first thing you go for is the best manager. End of story. Yeah, it doesn't matter where he's come Roger, from. Roger's thing is it's a risk worth taking. Every manager's a risk, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but it's a worth us. Is a risk worth taking? I don't think so. I like Fra- I liked Fraser Wishart's response yeah, to this. He Liverpool. says he's got visions of Jurgen Klopp sitting in the interview room and them saying, "Nah, sorry, no thanks. Uh-huh. You don't know what ten in a row means." Anyway, Ricky and Easterhouse, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, still asking for the strangest things you've seen on a football pitch. Jerry says Jerry's landed his mate in it. He says Big Ryan Blair booted the ball off the female referee's face in a twenties game once. <laughs> Again, shouldn't be laughing She nearly swallowed the whistle She came off with concussion And a guy in jeans Ran the line in the second half <laughs> I mean, I was thinking more like Professional football But I'm still mm. um, I'm still enjoying these as well um, I must admit Well, so we got At Clyde SSB On Twitter What about the teaser actually? Uh, can, can I throw one in? Yeah Right Go on, on can. Yes It's a great shout from you Right, here's another one But I don't think Craig Beatty? No. Ah. I thought I was on a roll there. Ooh, Sean Maloney? Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Alright, we'll leave that there. We'll see who wants to play along on Twitter. Kevin McTaggart's having a guess, but Lee Griffiths has scored more than more than one hat trick, I'm afraid. Um he's got one of the other ones. No, he doesn't. Actually, I'll keep that to myself I don't want to give anything away Right, since 2009 Scottish players have scored a hat-trick For Celtic or Rangers But it's the only hat-trick they scored For that team that, it sort of When you're talking with Scottish born or can play for no, Scotland No, Sean Maloney wasn't born in Scotland Yeah, Aidan McGeady Yes Against Falkirk Right, you've got four of the nine We'll leave it there Who's been hanging on the longest Try and be fair Robert in Knightswood Hi Robert Hi, how you doing? Good, thanks Talking about the strangest things uh, I've seen in a football pitch. Uh-huh. Again, it's an amateur game. Um, I used to play for a team in the, in the Scottish Supporters League called Sandbank Rangers. You can probably guess what, what team it is I support around. And um, our manager was a guy, quite a legend, this guy. And uh, we only had 10 bodies one time doing a way to play down at Falkirk. And um, so this guy, our manager had to step in and, and kind of take, take a, a start jersey, you know. He was in his early 50s at the time. And uh, about 20 minutes into the game, he got his studs caught in the turf and basically fractured his ankle oh after 20 minutes. So so we phoned an ambulance for him and he's lying in the, lying in the park in angry. And he turned to one of the subs and said to him, go and get a cigar, go and get me a cigar out of my jacket pocket. So this sub, so this sub ran in the dressing room and got the manager a cigar, he's lying there with a fractured ankle. And he said to the ref, he's lying to the ref, how long have I been lying here for ref? He's like, I've done my, I've done my first aid course. And then the, uh, so the paramedic arrived and he was, he was trying to talk a paramedic through what to date because he'd done his sports injury first aid course. So that was, that was one of the strangest things I've seen. This guy, lying smoking a cigar, t- tried to tell a paramedic and a paramedic was telling him to get a cigar away because he was near the gas and air that he was taking. <laughs> I like that, Gordon. Listen, ah, if you're, if you're good down, one. you might as well do it with a bit of style. Ah, yeah, yeah, I like that. I like the cigar, cigar literally. This, yeah, yeah, smoking the cigar. That's that's fantastic. Great story, that one. Always good to have a bit of knowledge. Actually, as you know, I still 
sometimes try and plod about on a Saturday morning recently yes, one of the yes, boys on our team broke his wrist and as he turns around the guy who's up front with him is a surgeon and just strolls over and just sorts the full thing out I think he's actually specialises in that type of thing he's an actual surgeon he was in the team as well so not a problem when you say sorted it out well mm. not there and then didn't get a scalpel or anything uh-huh. but just mm-hmm. took Broke control of the situation mm-hmm. there was no cigar involved though, you, so you, you do realise does I have an, an eyewitness at some of Gordon's performances in the Saturday morning a colleague, a colleague of mine not David Frail plays in the same league yeah, so not great, a couple of times a season I get man by man ratings <clears throat> for Gordon do they tell me he's got a, a, no. a trick or two no that's a lie right anyway back to the teaser anymore um, yeah I've got one right go for it Mark Burchill Oh, that's a great shout Only because he was on last night's teaser as well As having scored a hat-trick Right, four to get We'll leave it there Thomas and Rob Royston Hi Thomas Good evening lads How are you? okay? Yeah, thanks, good thanks My muscle is the same as the other guy It's an amateur game Well, no, an amateur game A number of years ago I used to run a football team And playing at the, the Copa 8 of them We're playing one of these Like England-Scotland tournaments And we end up in the mm-hmm. final Down in Hale Zone So we're down there And we took, we took two coach loads down My dad, my uncles The guys that all Brothers and sisters, everybody was a big team is there. So we're playing the game, it's one each with fifteen minutes to go. And their left winger takes over by your your right bank just went next minute I see this somebody appearing from the crowd tipping this fella up on the park. Oh my god. So it's my dad. It's my dad. Okay. And so the ref the ref sends them off, sends them to the pavilion. Bear in mind that I'm running this football team, so I had to go down to the AGM the month after the final, and they brought this matter up on the on the, at the AGM. She then one of the fans came on the park and they wanted to know who he was and blah blah. <laughs> so I could have slid under the table and disappeared, guys. Honestly. So what, what was his explanation, Thomas? What? How did you and him smooth this over afterwards? Oh, oh, oh. we done us a favour actually because we won the game because of because the referee at the point was going to abandon the game. They seen it was only fifteen minutes to go. We let him go. We sent the old boy up into the pavilion out the road and everybody was cheering him went up into the pavilion you want to hear what my mother gave him but boys he's got him <laughs> oh he was standing there with his tail between his legs how embarrassing you were to my son blah 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 but funny thing Brilliant. honestly but Stephen, oh, honestly funny God, God rest his soul he passed away in 2005 my dad that was 1986 that was we went down there guys eh? Roger sometimes you just can't help yourself He's just standing there Obviously got a bit too much Wanted to get involved It's understandable Oh of course it's understandable Family involved Nobody would hold that against him Absolutely at all Absolutely not I like that Thank you very much Thomas um, McCabe is on Tony Shepard being sent off In the League Cup final By David Syme And then having it Almost immediately rescinded Yeah I think that was 86 maybe As well Are you not far away Uh huh I signed Tony Shepard So what was the story there? That, that, that in a nutshell Any more details I You can think, share with um, us I, th- I think Tempers had gone Completely by that stage And um, he was having What Stephen Clark Now calls A Stevie McLean Poor, yeah, re- leave poor it. referee I'll leave that one there I just I was waiting On Gordon DL To jump in And defend referees Because he loves to On that actually mm. Something Something interesting To tell you about referees Coming up in just a minute uh, We'll just check in With the teaser One more time Before we take a break what? By the way I, uh, Forgive me I am late on this one Celtic are Or they certainly were Last time I checked 1-0 up In that Glasgow Cup game It was Yeah It is still 1-0 Jack Aitchison With the goal So scored goal Scored goal for the first team In the past He's now done it For the, the academy side This evening The question tonight Since 2000 Nine Scottish players have scored a hat-trick for Celtic or Rangers But it's the one and only hat-trick that they've scored for that team Guys like McGeady, he only scored one Maloney, Burchill, they're the Celtic ones so far You've got Barry Ferguson and Neil McCann Big Stephen Thompson? No Oh, good effort Billy Dodds? 
No, he got more than one. Ah, I think he got two. What about Callum McGregor? Is he not Celtic? Country? No, no. Stephen A. Smith. No. All right, I'll give you some thinking time. We'll get the answers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are running out of time For tonight's full time teaser If you've got a good question and you would like to hear it on the show Please send it because we'd love to have it Fulltime at Clyde1.com Since 2000, 9 Scottish players Have scored a hat-trick for Celtic or Rangers But it was their one and only hat-trick For Celtic or Rangers You've got the likes of McGeady, Maloney and Burchill from Celtic You've got Barry Ferguson And Neil McCann from Rangers How about Nicky Clark? Yes Oh Roger Hanna Against Forfa When Rangers were down the divisions uh, Kevin Kyle Nope Are they any present? Well I was wondering about Stuart Armstrong No No Three to get I don't mind telling you That you're looking for Two Rangers mm-hmm. One Celtic B- Present players? I'm not telling you that Arfield Yes Oh, oh, only oh, only oh, did it about three weeks ago Yeah. Ah that Canadian Okay two to get One from each We'll leave it there You can help us at Clyde SSB Still looking for uh, The craziest things Or the strangest things You've seen in a football match This is after the Aston Villa Leeds debacle at the weekend uh, Hope no one's eating their dinner John is on Man United game Bird took a number two And it flew straight into Ashley Young's mouth No oh. spillage Do you remember that? Yes That was horrendous wasn't it? Oh. Oh dear One of the craziest things That Kenneth has seen um, That didn't belong On the pitch Was Gordon DL Dribbling down the wing He didn't have the ball It was just the pie Going down his shirt <laughs> Very hard yeah. You're actually a good eater Of the football You bring salad And oh, health, healthy exactly, stuff Exactly fruit. Roger I, yep. I don't get any credit I deserve uh, Unfortunately th- Thanks to Roger Harley He was uh, also in With your Scott Arfield Shout McTee as well A few others On behalf of Gary Jackson He says Who's nearly greeting here So Gary maybe <laughs> wasn't Getting the credit he deserved uh, For the answer uh, Just a bit of a look ahead Quickly to tomorrow night's show Now I think You will all agree It's been a Crazy season With regards to Referees and decisions And disciplinary procedures And all the rest of it Well we've uh, Been Conducting, I think that's the right word An exclusive interview with Bobby Madden Um, We're going to bring you all of that on tomorrow night's show He's one of the most high profile referees in the country Asked him various things about all the the criticism All the retrospective punishment stuff Calls for him to go full time Even suggestions on the show that we get That referees should declare their allegiances As soon as I left the hospital I'm on my phone I'm saying thyroid cancer, right Clearly the wrong cut of Bobby Madden That's not ideal, my apologies I will find you the right one though But Bobby Madden that does give you a snapshot of everything else That he was talking about, Roger Hanna yeah. um, Going into a lot of a lot of detail I think this might be the right one that we were looking for People unfortunately look at what school did you attend And this is just ridiculous We are there to officiate a match That's all we're there to do If someone's supported a team Are they going to change it? No, because we're judged on every performance by the SFA now our senior sports reporter Alison Conroy has been out speaking to Bobby Madden I'm looking forward to hearing that Roger yeah. Because I think of all the seasons This is important We don't get to hear from referees too often Well that's the thing And I'm very much looking forward to hearing it um, It's a good interview for Alison to get And I think it's a good thing for the SFA And for Bobby to do as well Not Bobby individually But for for a major grade one referee We don't hear enough of these guys You know we heard plenty of criticism of them How many times have they taken calls this season About Willie Collum and Daniel Candace About John Beaton in the Old Firm game About Stephen McLean in the Kilmarnock game 
And the referees Because of SFA rules They're not allowed to come out And speak about uh, After the game And they almost become Dehumanised To an extent And it's great to actually Hear a referee speaking And you know Just to show they are human They are people You know They have the same feelings And emotions As the rest of us Um if it wasn't for the referees, there wouldn't be any football for us to talk about. We always need to remember that. And I think it's a good thing if the SFA allow Bobby Madden and the other referees to come out mm. and speak. You know, to speak publicly more often. Not every week. They don't need to stand there at 10 to 5 every week and answer, you know, why they gave that yellow card or why they gave that corner kick. Mm. But I don't think it's a bad thing for them to do more interviews. Maybe come into the show one night Maybe take some calls Allow the callers to, to ask questions of referees I think a lot of the refs would be willing to mm. do it Because you know a lot of them are good guys So like I say A wide ranging interview Covering all the, 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 the trials and tribulations That referees are facing Bobby Madden talking about his own struggles as well So stay tuned for tomorrow night's show um, That should be a good one What have you got in the teaser anymore? Mm. You've got two to get no, give you some more time Let me tell you that in At half time in the Glasgow Cup It's Celtic 2 Rangers 0 Jack Aitchison opened the scoring And Mikey Johnson Making it 2-0 Just before the break Let's speak to Kenny on the line Hi Kenny Evening guys uh, The funniest thing I've ever seen On a pitch was Morris Johnson Getting interviewed And big Yogi Starker Running behind him I don't think <laughs> anybody Can be that When he signed for Falkirk Aye 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 you a Falkirk man yourself, Kenny? No, no, Kenny's the Jambo Oh, oh Kenny's one of our resident Jambos <laughs> No, I, I was just really want to bring up One guy's Falkirk fan uh, I was really want to bring up about uh, the, My team, I mean, they're, they're playing rubbish now And I think you guys give them quite a slate in, uh, Every week, and probably rightly so The way they, they, they turn out But the team that beat the Invincibles And uh, everybody for the West Has sort of got Celtic uh, They're going to romp to a treble treble uh, I'm Quietly optimistic that uh, if Parts scored the first goal, that uh, the treble treble could be over. Um, uh, Kenny, you're a Hearts supporter, and you're quite entitled to have that hope. Um, I've watched Hearts real number of times this season. They have never impressed me at all. I don't like the style. Even when they were undefeated for the first eight games yeah, of the they, league they season, to, they didn't they impress off, you. They got off to a good start, Gordon, but. They're just. I watched them against Rangers a few weeks ago at Tyne Castle, and I've never sat and watched a team that just hit long ball after long ball after long ball. It's it just it would but get football you, stopped. You, you, in my you see, you see the problem. Sutton and Berra had playing short balls out of defence in the derby in the first half on Sunday. No wonder they hit the ball long. Yeah, can I, yeah. You've got to say, well, we're going to play our strengths, but. You're paying good money And I know there's Well let's be honest No one in, from a Hearts perspective Will care If the long ball wins them the game And wins the Scottish Cup But I don't I, I think Celtic will deal with that No problem at all I think I think for Hearts To have any chance of winning the Scottish Cup They'll have to come up With a different plan To go and play I'm against Celtic well, Kenny, Kenny You've done alright against Celtic This season haven't you? Well I'm hoping that The, season, of the, games. Starts, uh, the season ends The way it started Eh uh, Obviously, there's a wee bit of hope that uh, Stephen Naismith might be back for the final, and and I think that would make a big difference. I know they say one man doesn't make a team, but I think if Naismith was back for the final, it would give the Hearts a big lift, and they would play differently. Uh, and I've even heard in the pipeline the day that Hearts have already signed Curtis Main for Motherwell for next season. I'm not sure if that's a hundred percent, but uh, that was coming for Palsy Mines in Edinburgh. But uh, yeah, I don't think so. But 
that Kenny may well be right, Roger. Well, listen, I, I, I don't I, think Yazoo so. and Curtis may up top next season. Does oh. I'm not sure whether they're hoping to change their style or not. May uh, change it, the ball every ten minutes. Seriously though, if Naismith is not back. I think Hearts will need to start with Stephen McLean because Ike Piazzo on his own doesn't work. They shell the ball up to him, he either he either bounces off him or when he controls it, there's no one within 20 yards of him. They need a second striker. The difference was Stephen McLean came on at the weekend against Hibs was night and day. So in an ideal world, Kenny's right, Naismith would be back, it would be Naismith and Ike Piazzo. If he's not fit, they need to have McLean up top to help the big fella out. Because it, that, that did work in the derby at the weekend. When McLean came on mm-hmm. Yeah He set up the goal um, For Ike Piazzo They just look better that way I also think they look better With a back four When it's just Suter and Berra I think it complicates things When they throw a third Centre half in um, and Hearts have got a chance I don't think it's a huge chance Final word to you Kenny uh, Listen I'm just going to be optimistic I mean it's a one off game uh, maybe the nerves. I mean, uh, condolences to the the two losses of the Lions over the last uh, week or so, but uh, to the Celtic uh, family and to the club and all that. But uh, no, I think there'll be an awful lot of pressure on these guys uh, for going for a treble, treble. So, I mean, Hearts have already lost as far as majority is concerned. So, I'll keep my fingers crossed. I mean, you've got to, you've got to believe in your own team. Eh? Absolutely. Thank you, Kenny and Airdrie. I think that will be the final call of the evening because you two. Um, I've still got about work to do Remember it is half time In the Glasgow Cup final Celtic lead Rangers 2-0 Jack Aitchison with the first And then Mikey Johnson uh, With the second So remember this is a, An under 20 age group If you like So a few guys That you will recognise um, From first team action Now let's round off Tonight's teaser then Before we go We're looking for Nine Scottish players Since 2000 Who've scored One And one only Hat trick for Celtic Or Rangers So guys like McGeady Maloney Burchill that's the Celtic ones Arfield Clark Barry Ferguson Neil McCann as well For Rangers So you've got one From each side Still to get Roger Any clues J- Jason Holt No He's been spoken about All night Lee Wallace No Let's just say When you said Jason Holt I thought you had it Oh Jason 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 You know Jason <laughs> Jazza Big Jason Jason mm, Wee Jason I would say Wee Jason Wee Jazza <laughs> it's not Jason Holt It's Jason I've no idea No I'm, I'm surprised at you We're gone Former Hib striker Oh Jason oh, Cummings oh, And fuck. listen No offence But you were never getting this last one Gives a wee clue then He scored it for Celtic Against Falkirk in 2004 Uh huh I think he plays in English Championship now Initials R W Robert Rob Wallace 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 For Celtic Ross Ross Wallace Ross Wallace of course Ross Wallace Got there in the end Thank you Roger Hannan Gordon DL Thanks to you for all your calls and tweets Uh, Joining us tomorrow night Will be Mark Guidi And St Mirren captain Stephen McGinn So that's worth tuning in for And of course That exclusive interview With Bobby Madden As well Stay where you are though Just now Because Callum Gallagher's up next Your chance to win VIP tickets to transmit Don't miss it Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.